welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzee. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Karen Litzee, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So NetHealth wants to talk about something really important for your business, and that's patients and their outcomes. Specifically, how great it is when your whole practice is rallied around a solid outcomes management program. And they are hosting, along with Photo, which is Focus on Therapeutic Outcomes, the Clinical Outcomes Summit, and it's less than two weeks away. It's October 23rd to the 25th in Knoxville, Tennessee. Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast listeners get a steep discount on the registration by using the discount code LITZY. The full summit pass is only $150. So go to www.outcomesnerd.com to register, learn more, check out the agenda, including motivating and inspiring keynote speakers, including my good friend Michelle Colley, who was on the program last week, from Performance PT, and Daniel Lord from Crossover Health. So get your tickets now. Okay, on to this week's episode. Jenna Cantor, the lovely Dr. Jenna Cantor, guest host, and interviews Cameron Masumi on new graduate engagement with the American Physical Therapy Association. They talk about Cameron's passion for new graduate engagement, inclusion and diversity within APTA, how to engage in networking events, always a good one, and ways you can get involved with your professional organization. A little bit more about Cameron. He is the president of the Student Assembly Board of Directors. He believes that APTA serves an integral role in ensuring the future of our profession through advocacy, public awareness campaigns, and the sharing of a unified vision. His his vision is that through his leadership in Student Assembly, he can help promote awareness of the profession, increase diversity, and boost member retention. As a profession, we need to collaborate, innovate, and strive for excellence. And he believes APTA is the best tool to ensure success of our profession so that we can move forward. So let's get together and create some real change. So a huge thank you to Jenna. So if you don't know, Jenna is a licensed physical therapist here in New York State, and she works mainly with professional uh, dancers. So she is in dance medicine. And I want to thank Jenna and Cameron for a great interview. And again, if you want to learn more about either one of them, you can go to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart website, which is podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, and click on the links under this episode. Hello, this is Jenna Cantor with Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I'm here with Cameron Masumi, who is currently the APTA Student Assembly Presidente, 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 all those things, however you prefer to pronounce it. First of all, Cameron, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Jenna. First of all, it is a joy to interview this gentleman. Uh, before we go into our topic on new grads, Cameron is one of those rare bulls who has massive stamina where he ran twice to become part of the student assembly. And that alone just shows that if you've seen the movie Rudy, where he never gives up on his dream, Cameron, you definitely exemplify that. So thank you for being a person with the stamina to run again and very, very well represent students at large. Oh, thank you for that, Jenna. I have to say that it, I wouldn't say it's a stamina 
um, aspect more than it's just perseverance. Uh, I think you really learn from your experiences. Um, I, I did run twice the first time I was unsuccessful, but I'd say that I, I gained a lot of knowledge from that. You know, you, you learn a lot about who you are. Uh, you really take the time to do some introspection and see what are the areas that you're most passionate about, and you, you find ways to, to stay motivated and stay involved. Um, I was thankful to the previous board um, the, of the Student Assembly. They really helped me find an area in which I could contribute. So I was a member of the uh, Professional Advocacy Committee and, and did some work on planning national advocacy centers and then did what I could to stay involved and, and, and really kind of uh, figure out what I would like to, to work on um, the next time around when I applied. I love that. I love that. All right, let's now jump into the new grad stuff. Now, why are we talking about new grads? Because right now you're currently a student. I actually am a new grad. I'm experiencing what we are going to be discussing. So why do you specifically have a passion for new grads and have some futuristic plans for that, which we will get into in a bit? But why specifically new grads? Sure. Um, I think the best way to address this is looking at friends and connections that I've made. I think APTA is a phenomenal job. Uh, first of all, engaging students and finding a platform for them to have their voices heard and for them to be able to network with other individuals. Um, you know firsthand that we can make some great lasting friendships. But what the APT, I think, struggles at a little bit is retaining some of that engagement um, when it comes to new grads. Um, we, no secret that we have a, a decline in, in our member basis as people transition from students to uh, working professionals. Uh, but the, there is a, a positive in that the trend is moving forward as, as we are retaining more and more. I think early career starter dues has incentivized the ability for the association to retain members. I think the fact that with our rebranding that we're currently going through as an association, we're finding what matters to its members and really utilizing that to make the association more um, applicable and more exciting for, for uh, uh, demonstrating value to members. Uh, for me, as a person that's a, about to embark on my own career, uh, transitioning from the role of student to professional, um, it's how do I find a way to stay engaged and how do I find a way to, to contribute to my, my not only association but my profession. Um, one of the things that most or the feedback that I get from a lot of my friends uh, having, having graduated is, is they feel that they're going from a space where they have a existing platform to, you know, share their, their views um, and their desires within the profession to one where, where they don't. Um, so this is a passion project of mine. It's something that I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to contributing on. Um, and I, I think the APTA has done a commendable job in, in engaging student voice uh, and, and looking for collaboration on this. Uh, so um, individually myself, uh, I, I'm looking at at utilizing my state chapter to help with this, uh, but also really polling students and seeing seeing what we can get collaboratively and, and seeing where that goes. I love that. So regarding new grads, how do they have a voice right now? Uh, it's an interesting question. I, I think that ultimately it comes down to finding your voice. Um, you can use social media. It's a very powerful tool. You can use open floors. Um, Within, within APTA, we, we just had our House of Delegates, and, and there's plenty of opportunities for, for members uh, to get involved there. You can become an active member in your delegation. You can seek leadership opportunities within your chapter, within sections, academies, um, or, or even at national office. Um, I, I think that there is a plethora of 
opportunities for people to utilize. Um, but it ultimately, it comes down to what level of motivation the, the individual has. I want to dive a little bit deeper onto the negatives specifically for us as new grads and anybody who's listening, not you, you're not a new grad, you're currently a student. Um, but for, for being a new grad, there is definitely a drop-off. There are these opportunities, but a lot of it has to do with after five years of experience, doors really do open for getting to apply for some greater leadership positions. And even that, when you go are in, well, for me, I specifically experienced this in my state, there is still a level of trust, meaning distrust for me being a new face, an energetic face, a creative face, not somebody who's been around to learn the ways of how that specific area wants it to run. So would you mind speaking on that? Um, where is there a voice for somebody who is still waiting to be trusted? Sure. Um, it's a tough question. Thank you for that. Uh, I'd say a lot of that really just comes down to as an association, as a profession as a whole, what are we doing to uplift and support um, individuals? Um, there was a good bit of discussion at, at, at House of Delegates and, and at Next oh, yeah, about, right. about mm -hmm. diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, and uh, for our student assembly meeting at the at Next conference, we, we had a roundtable and we invited uh, some, some key panelists as well as students to share their insight and experiences on the topics. And it was interesting because what became apparent really quickly is how diversity was highlighted almost exclusively and equity and inclusion were not. Um, I think that as we try to shine more light to that and looking at what equity really means and inclusion and equity meaning le truly leveling the playing field and supporting people and giving them all the tools they need to have equal opportunities. It's not just saying here, go. It's we're really building up individuals and letting them get to a place where they can create change and they can make their mark. And then inclusivity is just ensuring that we're doing that with everybody and we're bringing them um, to that point. I just want to express my appreciation for this with the diversity, equity, inclusion coming up in these conversations at this conference, at the House of Delegates. It's great, although we do not have a game plan at this moment, um, which is very clear in this conversation. It's good that it's being brought up on the national level, not just at the state level. I definitely personally represent this being a person with a personality that is out of the norm. Now, if I went to musical theater people, I'm in the norm. I, my personality blends in and actually, Cameron, you would stand out. <laughs> so I'm, I do appreciate that it's beyond just the color of your skin. Uh, so I, I appreciate that, that the equity and inclusion is also being included in this whole picture with the actual definitions to provide the opportunity that people so desire. Have you found that quote? I did. Wonderful. Um, so the quote was uh, about diversity is being asked to the party and inclusion is being asked to dance. And I think that's a pretty powerful statement if you if you really break it down. And and you know I commend APTA for their effort in in a renewed effort in ensuring that we we move forward with this as a profession. Uh, but it's it's really interesting. You know I I, th I see a very diverse group of people that come to these conferences. And in my program at, back at in Virginia, I see a vast um, diversity within our student population. Inclusion is one of those ones that's a little bit harder to utilize um, because you can't really force somebody to do something 
Um, you have to elevate them and promote a way in which they can they can take um, that opportunity to uh, really get their voice out there and heard. And, and I think that we're moving in the right direction. And um, it's, it's exciting times, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I really like that you gave that definition. It was worth. It was worth the wait. It was worth the. It was the worth the, the little segue there. So for me, I was just at House of Delegates to share a little bit, and I, I'm new. It was my first time at House of Delegates. Was it your first time? You've been there before. No, that was my first House of Delegates. Oh, it's incredible, right? As it sure is. <laughs> so as a new grad, I went there and I was not voted in as a delegate, a, 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 an elected delegate, but I was an alternate delegate. And with that, I was able to attend and sit in the gallery, which is in the very back, in order to just listen and learn, which is very valuable. During the breaks, I am very extroverted. And where for you... Karen, I mean, you are present, so people want to talk to you. You have that. It's amazing. For me, I want to meet people. So I did find regarding specifically inclusion, which is why I wanted to, I was like, ooh, I thought of this. I'm like, oh, this will be a great one with Cameron because this is where your passion lies. I found myself in the room, you know, when you see two people bonding, that oh, I, I, they know who I am, so I'm going to stand on the side and wait until, you know, you're kind of like smiling awkwardly on the side, you know, so I can get in the conversation and maybe have some bonding time. I think maybe one time the whole time was it actually successful with me standing on the side because people were so focused in on their on their individual conversation. So I did not get any networking at all in at House of Delegates, which was a shame. And 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 as you are saying right now about that inclusion is hard because you can't force anybody. I think what I experienced would be a perfect example of a very very eager beaver wanting to meet people because that's the thing you need to meet people, you need to gain that trust, you need to develop those relationships. And I'm not important enough, uh, that's what I'm assuming, where they would go, oh, wait, Jenna's here, let's include, and give eye contact, equal eye contact in the conversation where you can somehow become a part of it, even as the new person. So I, I, I really like how you're bringing that up, the individual. What is What are ways, I mean, let's make it up, like what are ways that we as the APTA and the APTA members where we could start thinking outside of the box, outside of our own world to maybe pay attention to when we are uh, actively being um, exclusionary because of the own world that we live in. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor and be right back with Cameron's answer. Let's talk about something important, patients and their outcomes. If you love to nerd out on this kind of talk like I do, the best industry event around outcomes management is happening from October 23rd to the 25th, and it's the Clinical Outcomes Summit. It's hosted by Photo, but it's not just for photo clients. It's a gathering of everyone who believes in the power of outcomes management to drive change for patients, clinicians, practices, and payers. And the best part, healthy, wealthy, and smart podcast listeners get a steep discount on the registration. The full summit pass is only $150. At that rate, go ahead and bring your entire team. Go to www.outcomesnerd.com and use the discount code LITZY. That's L-I-T-Z-Y. Hope to see you there. Uh, well, first I'd like to say I'm sorry that, that you were made to feel that way. Uh, House of Delegates is definitely a crazy time, especially this year when we had over 70 motions to get through. Um, so when you have a short amount of time and only, only so much to really get some of those meaty discussions out of the way, that that can present quite a problem to to be able to um, communicate and, and, and network, I guess, so to say. Oh, for sure. But these are half-hour breaks. So, yeah. Gotcha. 
Um, well, my, my suggestion, I mean, this, this really goes down to what are you doing to engage in conversation? Um, you know, I recommend that if it's something that you're passionate about to find alternative means of, of starting dialogue, um, you know, it's fine to use the tact where you're kind of standing by respectfully and waiting, but there are other times where it may be more appropriate to not interrupt, but to, to, you know, find a way to segue into, into the conversation and say, um, you know, Hey, I, I was just standing by and I really heard you discussing this, you know, it's actually something that I'm really passionate about. Would you mind if I shared my input? Um, or, you know, maybe ahead of time, reach out and, and say, hey, I, I'm a member of, of your delegation um, or I'm a constituent and this is a, a passion area of mine. I'd love to be involved in, in discussing this. Um, there's all sorts of different ways that you, you can approach individuals and it's going to vary based on your personality and the personality of, of who you're trying to reach out to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is great. Um, so that that's where I'd say to to really start and just just find find ways to do it. I mean, I have I I'm a very extroverted person. I have no problem really walking up and saying, "Hey, you know, I would love to engage in some dialogue." But there's other people that are are, are more timid, and uh, you just have to find di- different ways of doing it. Um, I don't think that it is plausible to really expect people to just notice you at all times and be like, "Hey, like." I see you over there. Come on in. Um, and I don't think that that is an issue with inclusivity, um, more so than the fact that there's just a lot of things going on. So um, it's important for people to take more active roles to get involved with the things that they're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this is really helpful. I mean, and 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 you make good, a very good point here, Cameron, on just like seeing the real big picture of like the barriers that can be, even though we may be all be in the same room, of just the chaos that goes on in the rooms. And this isn't just like one thing. I mean, we have these, these annual wonderful events, CSM, uh, Next, we have the National Student Conclave, we have these other events, where, which are also other opportunities, and then of course the local opportunities as well. So for you, what are your future plans that you want to explore with the um, new grads? Because I remember us talking at Graham Sessions, I believe. Was it Graham Sessions? No. Yes, Federal Advocacy Forum. I like how we're like plugging all the places. Every, by the way, I attend all these things um, at the Federal Advocacy Forum. And you were talking about your passion, some things that you might want to develop one day for new grads. Would you mind starting to go into that? Um, sure. I don't have any, any true plans at this point. Um, all that I know is that I, I feel that the new grad or early career professionals um, population is, is kind of a lost area. And what I mean by that is that there's no formal engagement targeting that group. Um, and that's unfortunate in my mind. Uh, so I'd really like to see more active participation engagements available for that demographic um, and currently myself, you know, I'm, I'm looking to kind of transition from the current role that I'm in into more of one focused on my local chapter level for a little bit, as I also work to, to, uh, you know, further my, my own, uh, practicing career. Uh, and then really just find a, find a way to, to increase involvement and engagement with that that population. So there's a good number of early career professionals that I'm friends with that live uh, in my home state. Um, So I just want to collaborate with them and see what we can get off the ground going. 
I love that. And for those who don't know, a Cameron's a champ. Okay, I, I I cannot express enough how this is somebody you do want to meet, you do want to have in your life in some capacity, because of just he is a person who really speaks his truth, but really from the heart, and has so much love for others and seeing everybody really have the ideal professional career that they so desire. And we had a great bonding moment at Federal Advocacy Forum talking about this. And though I have most definitely put you in the hot seat, but for a reason so to really help identify that there is, and what you just said, there is a gap on the support that's available right now. It's not the APTA is ignoring it. They see it, but it's still there. It's one thing to see it and then then figure out exactly how can action be taken that would be exactly what people need. Uh, it's definitely been discussed. So I, I really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm honestly happy and excited for people in your area to be getting your wisdom and your, and just you even just like figuring out what you can do. That's very powerful. So just honestly, thank you for that. Oh, th- thank you, Jenna. I'm, I'm just one person, you know, and I just, I'm speaking, like you said, from the heart and, and these are just, just my, my own thoughts. Um, but I really think that, that the heart of it is is collaborative efforts. You know, people from various backgrounds are going to be able to come together and, and really problem solve a lot. Um, and then as far as APTA goes, I, th- I think that they, they do a terrific job of acknowledging areas for improvement. Yeah, they do. And they are really actively trying to, to uh, pursue avenues in which they can rectify some things and, and improve existing methods. Um, I don't think that they do a bad job by any means. Um, with early career professionals, but I just don't think that it's where it needs to. I don't think that where it currently is is where is where it needs to be. Um, but you know, everything's a learning process, and as as we continue to grow as a profession, things will will inevitably improve. Oh, for sure. I always look at things like that as opportunities. I'm like, oh, look, we have more opportunities. And I think I think APTA is really good at looking at things as opportunities. And you have to look at it in a positive light. So for anybody who might be listening and being like, ah, oh, you know, waiting for us to say something bad, like what is it going to, how in this particular conversation right now, where we're really trying to reach out and pull in the new grad obvi- the new grad audience, like is it, is it going to do us any good to sit here and badmouth or to actually acknowledge what the APTA is? doing and how they're regularly acknowledging things. So that way it gives you a rightful reason to hope and believe in an organization that has the power to make a huge difference. They have a huge audience. They have a huge following. Even if right now in 2019, June, this June, June 2019, just for when this goes forward uh, and time passes, there's one third of the population. There's no denying, even for non-members, there are, they, are, they have a huge, huge audience. So it is very important, even if you don't currently believe or you're not currently a member, which BHS join, if you're not currently a member, you cannot deny the outreach that they have. So it is very good news. You want to hear that they're talking about it. You want to hear that it's on their mind. You want to hear that they're seeing the opportunities and and are trying their best to explore it to the right thing. Because you know, as soon as they take action on it, they got to stick with it to see if it works, you know, and get, you know, that feedback. Well, Cameron, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you for dedicating this time. You've been in meetings this whole time. <laughs> and, and I was able to fortunately schedule you here at Next 2019. And I could not appreciate it enough. Do you have any final words you would like to say? You're like mic drop 
to uh, people who are new grad physical therapists or even soon to be? Uh, thank you, Jenna, for the opportunity. I think the biggest thing is just just be an advocate for the profession and for yourself in whatever capacity that is. Um, the APTA provides a lot of platforms for you to be able to get involved, for you to be able to get your voice out there and heard. Um, support your PAC. You know, that's how we get things done legislatively, how we improve things regulatory, too. Um, as an example, from student perspective, you know, lots of lobbying has allowed for um, legislation to be enacted to help with student loan forgiveness. That's massive. You know, that, that helps not only students, but early career professionals and relieving a lot of their financial burden. Um, stuff like that is really powerful. Um, don't underestimate your voice. You have much more, vol- your actions and your voice speak volumes and um, just find a way to get involved. I love it. Thank you so much. A big thanks to Cameron and Jenna for a great interview. And of course, I want to thank our sponsor, NetHealth. So NetHealth and Photo are presenting the Clinical Outcomes Summit, October 23rd to the 25th in Knoxville, Tennessee. You'll hear success stories and case studies from your peers about leveraging outcomes data for deep patient engagement, thoughtful business practices, clinician education, optimizing revenue, and more. There will also be motivating and inspiring keynote speakers including my good friend Michelle Colley from Performance PT and Daniel Lord from Crossover Health. As a podcast listener, you get a steep discount by using the code LITZY, L-I-T-Z-Y. The full summit pass is only $150. So go to www.outcomesnerd.com to register, learn more, and check out the agenda. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.